You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Uh, I've got mine going. For- Mike, are you, are you back on your computer? Yes, I am. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm recording. So this is Geekiest Show Ever, the Acid Trip Edition? Sure. The what edition? The Acid Trip Edition? Oh, the Acid, acid Trip Edition? I think so. It kind of sounds that way. And I said S or something. And I think that's how we'll start Geekiest Show Ever this week. We are on kind of an acid trip here, people. We're going to apologize in advance for anything that may happen. And it looks like it's all on my end here. It's I don't... Mike's fault. It's Mike's fault. Yes, it is. Um, I'm Lutheran. It's always my fault. Um, but... Um, uh, I don't know if it's my internet connection, I don't know if it's Skype, if it's something going on in my network, but we seem to have a bit of delay and I Cylon once in a while. Uh, I don't know, maybe that may make me sound more intelligent than what I usually am. I will see. But So if the show gets a little weird, kind of like it did last week, uh, uh, the last show, um, towards the end there, they, there was such a big gap there that nobody could hear me talk. Or I mean, there was like a good 10-second uh, delay there, which made conversation almost impossible so we'll see what happens here and uh we'll wing it here and so like i say we're just uh or i'm apologizing ahead of time these two have nothing to apologize for but i'm just apologizing if this goes off the rail just be prepared i'm afraid to talk now (laughs) i know i know we're both like really silent uh yeah i didn't know if that was an extra long delay or if you guys were just because i do i know i do have this horrible habit of taking weird pauses which throws everyone off too but we'll yeah we'll just see how this goes and we'll we'll pray like crazy so um i wished i could blame this on the weather but we actually have decent weather going on right now it's the kind that makes kevin cry um (laughs) and makes you and i jump for joy yes it does we are currently at 59 degrees here was it getting closer to my weather closer what is it, Mike? 59, just short of 60. This is what I'm talking about, baby. Uh, oh, well, that's livable. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, the snow's melting in the backyard. You can go outside without having to put a, you know, a jacket on, unless the wind's blowing. Wind in South Dakota is terrible. It'll cut right through you. But um, it's, uh, it's decent enough otherwise if you just want to run outside and do something. So we're, we're finally getting to where I want to be. How about, uh, uh, Alyssa, how's your weather? Is it uh, starting to suit your taste a little better? It's 64 right now. I was outside. I put furniture on the deck. I laid in the sun. It was awesome. Um, 64 right now. It's supposed to be in the 60s and 50s the rest of the week. So it's like, finally. And did you say that you still have snow? Uh, we We had a big snowstorm last Monday. We got like eight inches of heavy, wet snow. And so we have uh, some big snow banks around here. They're actually more like ice cubes, actually. And when I blew that stuff, I used our – this was the true test for our electric snowblower. It was able to blow it, but, boy, I had to, like, uh, push into it and pull back, and I just had to keep kind of chewing away at stuff to get it to blow it. But it got the job done. But, yeah, this was terrible. Yes. You just – you're not making it any easier on me. <laughs> okay, Melissa, spill it. What do you got? What do you got? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm just. I'm going to be good. No, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> A girl has no weather. It's it's going to be 89 in in the 90s the rest of the week, and that's all I got. Okay. Well, I was going to say, Lisa's probably eyeing her pool back there, going, "Come on, I'm ready. I'm ready." Well. 
I have my, uh, I, I should preface this. My son got married a couple weeks ago. Yay, congratulations. Which is why I wasn't yes. here. Thank you. Uh, but he did marry a woman with children. So I have my granddaughter now. She's outside playing basketball with my husband in between the Red Sox game. And um, I know there was a, a point to what I was going to say. Oh, yes. Um, when you said pool, she's, you know, be with me for a few days. And she's, it's warm out. Can we open the pool? Like, well, not quite yet. <laughs> so she's ready. My okay. kids are too. They asked me, while you're recording, can we go to the pool? And we're like, um, it's not the, like the public pools aren't open yet. So, yep, not ready yet. Yeah, they won't be opening up here and probably until, oh, probably school, when school is out, end of May, beginning of June, sometime there. They got to get the, get in there and do their prep work from the uh, repair of the winter, you know, damage or whatever. And then they got to wait for the kids to get out of school so they can lifeguard. And so, yeah, it'll be, I don't think they'll open up till the 1st of June. It, it'll take that while. Uh, it is a heated pool, but it'll take a while to get it filled up and the water heated up. So um, it won't be starting just yet. Okay. Well, we'll not- be ready when it does. Yeah, we're yeah, going to be sticking around this summer. Normally we travel, but we're not traveling for a while. So we got to start looking for, you know, our plans are different this year. Last year, you know, our plans were kind of already set. We didn't have to worry about looking for a pool. But this year we're going to have to go scope one out and see which one we want to do you know we've done the ymca in the past and we'll, we'll see if there's something a little bit closer i've already checked out bowling alleys trying to you know keep these kids busy so they don't drive me completely nuts uh yeah see we got like one pool in town Wish we got one bowling alley when it's open um but yeah we're kind of thinking about summer too yesterday we uh was shopping in in watertown and uh we picked up a canopy to go over our uh, freestanding canopy to go over our patio, uh, an 11 by 13. So now we're just waiting for the weather to get warm enough and uh, maybe for me to get a little assistance. Uh, I'm talking to you, my son, if you ever listen to this podcast, um, to come out and help me uh, uh, put it. It doesn't look too tough. Um, it comes in a kit. It's metal, and it's got a canvas top and mos- mosquito netting. So it doesn't look too bad, but that's kind of the project. Actually, we have a few projects uh, lined up for uh, this summer. And I'm just trying Is to Is one of them getting new internet? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Was it hot or cold? <laughs> it was hot coffee. I just kind of... Uh, I knocked it over, and its uh, I don't think it'll do any real damage, but, uh, yeah. It's kind of the way this thing is, this whole podcast just seems like it's going to be. Any electronics get hit, or just you? Or just you? Uh, well, it's... Uh, it's I think it might un- need to do over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe my life. I don't know. Um, no, nah, just a little underneath the bottom of the computer. <laughs> it should be fine, but, uh, yeah, I hope this isn't, uh, you know, a, a harbinger of things to come that, you know things are going to go off the rail like this but i got coffee though okay so before you spilled your coffee i asked if one of your projects for the summer was going to try to rig up something different with your internet connection well um leaving the house there's not much i can do unless i drop at&t which would mean we'd have to drop the uh uh plan that we got uh, because before we started we were experimenting with different Mm -hmm. things and we were trying to phone um using the cell phone to make call and even then i was cyloning a little bit so i don't know um yeah i'm a little I'm, you know how what are other services like for you like 
TV streaming and stuff. Is anything else glitchy, or is it just podcast recording? It's just podcast. And if you know the uh, every once in a while, maybe the uh, the streaming will stutter a little bit. Um, but you know, uh, it probably is fast. And I'm not watching it uh, at you know H. Well, let's see. It's not 4K quality. Some of it may be HD. Some of it may just be standard def. And, you know, as far as that goes, I know mm-hmm. if it's in standard def, I don't care. I'm not watching it that closely. Um, so I can't really tell you which mm-hmm. services are using what. Now, I know I did get this thing from uh, Netflix that said, for $3, you can upgrade to HD. And I'm going, no, I haven't noticed that I don't have HD, so I don't see the reason why i don't know what hulu is no doing. yeah i don't have any of that stuff what are your speeds i'm wondering well okay so uh, i check it every once in a while so uh um it is um somewhere between 10 and 15 down which is about what they said it was and which was about what our old internet was uh, that we had uh through the uh optic um the fiber optics in town here uh that was their low end service uh so it's mm-hmm. comparable to that and it's the upload speed uh is somewhere between 1 and 2 and the old one was 3 so i'm wondering if maybe that's part of the problem um yeah, I'm just trying to figure out because, like I said, I really it, it could be our what? upload. Now it's not the it's, you don't have DSL, right? I mean, no, obviously no. you don't have cable, but no. it's not DSL. So is it is it all LTE? It's L, yeah, it's all LTE. Which and I asked them when I got it, and they said you know the speeds was you know comparable, and it is. But yeah, there's just something in here that because uh, even when we were doing sci-fi uh, tech talk uh, towards the end there, I was having the same issue. Even when we started, Julie said it, you know I was siloing a little bit and was a little. Uh, there was a lag there, so um, I don't know. I do want to upgrade in the house here, but I don't think that'll help this any. I do want to. I want to. Maybe I'm thinking of a mm-hmm. net mesh network in the house so we can get better coverage around. Um, but I don't know. Like I say, if we're all if we're putting it all through that router, um, and because I've got my Ring doorbells, I've got my Google Homes, my uh, Amazon Echoes. Uh, tablets and computers and everything checking for updates and you know uh, everything else so um, I don't know I what if you disconnected that what if you disconnected all those while you record yeah I was wondering about that you'd have to do a process of elimination and probably disconnect one at a time and, and maybe do testing to see if one of the things is one of the the internet of things is really competing or or maybe sucking all the life out of everything else or something i wonder yeah i mean i don't know i would start with the ring doorbell because (laughs) well yeah um it sends if we connect and send video certainly it would be you know taking up bandwidth all it does is when it gets senses motion it'll send a uh a notification so that shouldn't be any worse than anything else and deb was watching cable so that's through our satellite that's completely different um and so that's not competing with this channel no uh yeah there's nothing that i know that's streaming or running Do we have these same problems with discord i was wondering that too if skype is you know uh 
we should try Discord sometime just to see uh, if that changes things any. Because um, Skype, I don't know. Um, then at least I could be able to tell if it's maybe the... We did use Discord and we had the problems. Same? Yeah, but I think that was before... Was that the same problem? I think that so? was before you switched to LTE, wasn't it, though? No. No, no, no. no. no? Okay. I've had that since October, and we tried that in, what, February, January, somewhere in there. Um, it was after Wait, I tried February? It. Yeah. Somewhere, mm-hmm. that's about right. somewhere in the winter. Uh, yeah, sometime after I got LTE. And I know, I, I mean, I didn't notice it. Of course, I'm not... I don't notice it at this end so much, I guess. Uh, but did you guys, were we having the same issues? I know you said that it sounded like we were talking over one another. Was it the same kind of delay? or? It's well, actually today, a lot worse today. Yeah, today there's, is the worst it's been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a delay and so they're Cyloning. And I'm still noticing what I said before where I think it buffers. I think that there's probably some something to do with packet loss issues and things like that. I don't know if you have that screen up that you can look and compare and Skype. It's been a while since I looked at that. But it sounds to me like when you Cylon, it's like it's it's dragging away. And then as soon as you come back from the Cyloning, it's like it has buffered what you've said. And so the first couple of words that you speak are sped up and like i said it's not chipmunk mode but it's definitely a lot faster and then it evens out so but it's it's it just takes a while to hear what you're actually going to say because of that processing that needs to take place yeah and before we got started i went through and i turned off uh because i've got google drive i got OneDrive, i've got dropbox i turned all those things off uh so they wouldn't be syncing at least on this computer. Now, I do have my other computer over there. Um, yeah, I'd like to, I'm, I'm st- I do the same thing. I usually pause Google Drive. Yep. Or not Google Drive, but, I mean, I don't really use Google Drive. I just have the, the spreadsheet open in Google Drive. But I pause Dropbox, and I kick the rest of the family off the Internet. <laughs> yeah. Just um, because I can. <laughs> well, like I say, nobody's really using anything. And I do know that they did tell me when we got this that we I wouldn't be able to do um, online gaming because it wouldn't have the uh, the response time. Because we do have the ping is rather high. I want to say it's 189 or yeah, between 100 189. That, oh my god. Yeah, it's it's somewhere wow. up in there. It's and that may be part of the, the problem too is that it's just, you know, the response time isn't fat. But I asked them at the store, now obviously they're not going to be computer experts, but hopefully they would have some idea. And I said, "What about doing Skype calls?" And they said, and I said, "You know, video." And they said that should be fine. So I don't know. I either got to pray that uh they improve yeah, it. Should, should be Fine is probably an indicator. Yeah, uh, I, I know, or I've heard that they're rolling out, you know, five G, and if it goes away, it usually does. We'll be the last place on Earth to probably get it out here. Um, but I mean, our mm-hmm. other option—I hate to do that because we cost more. We could go back. They, the right. phone company does have a um, internet-only option for. I want to say $60 a month, but that would give us good, reliable Internet. But And then I suppose we could always keep the, uh, the AT&T because, again, I don't want to lose. I do like, well, 
I do like this, what we got here with the uh, you know the the buy one get one and the unlimited internet and the direct TV is fine. Um, I don't want to have to break. Sure, it's deal. it's a great package, and I'm yeah. sure it's a lot more affordable. And, I think it is. You know, you're getting a pretty good deal as far as devices go, but it sounds to me like maybe it, there's something within the communication, the telephony technology Possibly. that just isn't the same as bandwidth that comes from cable. Yeah, I'm wondering. And maybe it's that whatever that is is what's not as compatible with Skype because if they said that it wasn't compatible with video gaming and Skype and Discord are kind of things that go hand in hand with video gaming, then there's something about the communication sure. that just doesn't right. doesn't compute the same. And I don't know, maybe I'd have to stop into the But AT&T I mean all store. you need all you need that for is podcasting though. Right. Yeah, cuz for All you everything- need that for is podcasting though. Yeah, so, you know, and maybe what I could do, because we were talking about this, too, before the show, uh, just I could call in on Skype on the phone. Um, hopefully that would be a little bit better. Um, and just see, because it may be just the uh, congestion on the I think it would network. be better, but I think what you might, I think it might be better, but what you might end up having to do is do three separate channels between us recording your channel is i mean it's going to be more work like you said but you'll probably have to have your own channel recorded at least we would be able to hear you and there wouldn't be so much of a delay it just the sound quality wouldn't be as good like we when we tested it out yeah it sound we definitely could hear that you were on a telephone call as opposed to a microphone hooked through skype like we normally do but at least we could hear you and there wasn't the as much of a delay and the siloning I mean, cell phone calls are just terrible in general right. because there's always going to be a little bit of a lag. That's why it's so – that's why I hate talking on the phone. I just – I hate talking on the phone because you always trip over each other and you don't know when to say goodbye or the other person said goodbye, but you didn't hear it. And then they hung up and you're like, they just hang up on me? Oh, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just very awkward. Uh, so what you're saying is uh, I'm awkward. Awesome. Maybe we have a show title. Mike is awkward. Well, we already knew that. Okay, well, I'm we repeating something that. then. So, okay. Well, um, and we still podcast with you. Okay, well, that's nice. I, at least you guys haven't raised your standards too high then. So, um, but I'm, uh, I think we do have, <laughs> and she laughs. This concerns me. Um, <laughs> wow, that's actually kind of a maniacal laugh. I'm easily amused. Okay. I'm, I'm easily amused. amused. Okay. Uh, well, let's see. I guess we got so caught so up. So, do we in have this. any actual topics besides yeah. this? Uh... <laughs> That's what I was kind of okay. going for. Uh, I see uh, Melissa has uh, Bitcoin. Are you for it or against it? I, that's just a question I have. Okay. Well, I just don't. I'm trying to learn more about it, and I wondered if either of you had any experience with it. If any of you have dabbled in it or thought about it or were tempted to. To look into it, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm still on the fence about even nope. delving into it. Nope. And there's different names. There's Bitcoin, and there's others. I don't know what I can't remember what it's called. I know one of my kids does it. He oh, yeah? bought some, and he's doing okay. Hmm. Okay. But I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> I, I think it's because we're from the the dot com bust days of or gener. I don't even know if we can say we're that generation, but I mean, we come from that time where we've seen that happen. We we've seen the housing boom the housing burst the bubble burst it, it just looks like one of those things that's going to burst to me do you know what i mean that's what i keep telling him i said i'm really afraid that all this money you put into it it's going to be gone 
But I guess you can say the same thing about the stock market. Right. Well, see, I don't have any money to invest in anything is the problem. But if I did or or if, you know, I came into some, you know, would I even bother with it? And I guess maybe I'm just maybe it depends on whether or not you're the gambling type. And I'm just not. Well, <laughs> I'm so I'm so cautious. <laughs> well, I don't know so much. I wouldn't go into it if you're uh, a gambler per se. I would go into it as if you're, you're an investor. I, I don't think it'd be any different than stocks, the commodities market, you know, uh, gold futures, any of that stuff. I think if you treat it the same as that and you try to put some intelligence behind it, it's fine. I don't have the time to research that, so I'm not going to bother. And like I yeah, there is you do want to put your money at risk. I wouldn't quite call it gambling, but yeah, you want to put it at risk and I just I'm not uh, I'm risk adverse. So, uh this isn't the kind of thing for me, but I do do kind of kick myself because uh when they this uh, Bitcoin first started, I was listening to I think it was uh, one of the Twitch shows way back when, and they were talking about. And I kind of wish I would have fired up a computer, yeah, and started Steve talks about a lot, yeah, and started mining it when it was easy to get a few. Now you really gotta uh, th- there. That's what's responsible for driving up the price of graphics cards because graphic cards make good Bitcoin miners. So all these people who are buying mining bitcoins are snatching them all up and driving the price of graphics cards up. So anybody thinking about upgrading a uh, to a better uh, graphics card is just either going to have to pay a big price or wait until this possibly passes or they find a better way to do it. But, uh, I mean, I've listened to the podcast talking about it, but that might... But can you even explain? Oh, I mean, I've listened to him explain What does it, it mean when you say mining? Well, I still don't quite understand that, but then, you know, some of this other stuff, I you know, like other markets, I don't necessarily understand either. But basically, I think what it is is um, they you run these calculations, and when you find, um, and I don't even know what the algorithm is, but when you find something that matches their algorithm, you have found a Bitcoin. Um, or something to that effect. Any, mm-hmm. Anybody knows anything is either probably laughing their ass off or yelling at their um, podcast listener <laughs> choice right now. But it's something to that effect that uh, – well, and, you know, it's like any other market. That's why I wanted to put it out there and see yeah. if anybody can explain it's, it. It's very confusing. It's not as – I don't want to say cut and dry, but if you buy stock in a company, if you decide you want to buy 10 shares of Apple, mm-hmm. you own a tiny piece of the company by buying a share. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, it's, you know, minuscule compared to businesses and other people that can afford, you know, hundreds of thousands of shares. But that's more of a concrete idea. I have X amount of shares in this company. Therefore, I am a teeny tiny owner in this mm-hmm. company. And then in return, I'm going to hopefully get a dividend or my money is going to be reinvested so that my stock price that I bought at, you know, this price is now worth a whole lot more when I go to sell it in the future. I actually, That's more concrete to mm-hmm. me. I actually had a job a long time ago at a retail store that was very popular at the time and they even offered and I did have profit sharing as one of the benefits of working there. I mean, and I was just a, a cashier, you know, I was a sales associate, but we all had profit sharing. And so you would get like a report with your paycheck once in a while. And then when the economy really started to tank, sadly enough, as I was 
starting to go to college and get my degree. Oh, just terrible, terrible, terrible timing. But uh, we were given the option to like cash out or something like that. And I guess I cashed out the time and I was young. I was a teenager. What the hell did I know? But I do remember when that used to be a thing. Do you guys remember having jobs where they offered profit sharing as part of your compensation? I never never did. I never had a job like that, but I do know of businesses currently that do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's usually like the first thing that they cut when things when times are rough. Right. Well, and I think Bitcoin. Uh, I think looking at it as like the stock market isn't quite right. I would think of it, look at it as like mining for gold, because um, I think that's a little bit more analogous to what we're talking about. And besides, you know, and what's the value of gold? Well, now I mean, now gold has a value because it's used in electronics and uh, other things, so it has a you know. A market value to it now, but before then, it was just this shiny metal that was, you know, rather hard to find. It was rare, and so they used that as a way. I mean, you start getting into currency and all this kind of stuff, and then you know, then my brain does start to spin and it starts to hurt. Um, it just, uh, you know, because the what's the value of gold? Well, I mean, you know, it's it's a it's like I say it's a shiny metal and we've based uh they have based economies on it. Now now we're basing our economy on something other than gold, uh, you know, currency and uh you know all that. So I mean I get I don't think Bitcoin is any different than gold. I mean I mean, uh, yeah, obviously you can't hold a Bitcoin in your hand. You can hold a Bitcoin vault in your hand, but you can't hold a Bitcoin. It's a you know intangible thing. But beyond that, though, I don't see the difference between a Bitcoin and like a chunk of gold. It's still we're going to take this thing and it's going to represent something. And so when we do business, this is what you know you will base it on. Okay, there's my economics lesson for the day. But can you convert it? Can you convert it to cash, though, is what I wonder. Because, I mean, if anything, I mean, even like, I mean, our paychecks, like I'll use my husband's paycheck as an example. I mean, it's all directly deposited. We never see cash. All we see are numbers. You can't touch that, but we can interact with it to pay bills online. I mean, I have since given up on paper checks a long time ago since I got my identity stolen. I it's not that I refuse to use cash, but I just don't anymore. I don't. I haven't had a checkbook in over a decade, and I only ever carry enough cash for things like a tip or to pay for. You know, the boys have karate lessons. There's there's this one thing that they can do that's a an additional activity afterwards that ca- that they only take cash and they only take exact change just because you know it's it's a little bomb and pop kind of a thing where they don't have a lot of they don't carry a lot of cash on hand that kind of a thing and. That's the only time I ever really ever carry cash. And so everything else, everything, everything else is a digital transaction of some sort. Do you know what I mean? So like we don't really even ever touch it, but that's not like we can't go to the, as we used to say, the Mac machine, the ATM and go get cash. So I guess maybe that's one of the main differences. I don't think so. I don't think you can say I have, you know, the equivalent of $10 in Bitcoin, I want to withdraw it, but right. the, you but you can pay your bills. There are certain places that do accept it yeah. as as payment. But then the thing is, at least in my mind, and I am far from an expert, as you can tell. If you were to, I don't know, it's like say you were going to a rest, uh, not even a restaurant. Let's say you were going to pay a bill that's two hundred dollars. You know in your head what's two hundred dollars. You know 
Is it a lot of money for what you're paying? Is it a good price for what what you're getting in return? Did it did it used to pay 150 for that bill? Now it's up to 200, you know, whatever. But you know what $200 is or the value of of yeah exactly. Whereas with the Bitcoin, it might be I don't know. $200 $200 might be 10,000 bitcoins or however they they right call it or it might be 9,500 tomorrow or 12,000 the next day it it just changes so much yeah flux is yeah that is it, i don't know it's that's just what confuses too- me and i think scares me about even wanting to get involved cuz it's almost like working with a foreign currency and and to my understanding bitcoin is like a it's supposed to be more of like a unilateral currency it's supposed to be something that's supposed to tie all the countries together it's supposed to be a uniform currency except that you just can't when you live in one country you can't just convert cash dollars into bitcoin very easily and like you said still understand what the value is of what you're getting based on if you're just looking at Bitcoin prices. And another thing that I wanted to bring up is that, um, you know, my local tea mug, one of the presidents from one of the other chapters came and did a presentation on China. And, uh, well, it was a pre- presentation on presentations and slideshows and, and keynotes and things like that and different tools that you can use for it. But he used his trip to China as an example. And one of the things that struck me, he started out by saying that, that teenage girls – are the same in China as they are here. They're all walking around with phones and selfie sticks. But he said one of the things that struck them the most is that nobody carries a wallet. Your phone is your wallet. And because the he just used teenage girls as an example, but because the teenagers are so adept at this, there were a few instances where he said nobody took cash. But there were a few, if you went to a, a major metropolitan area, of which there are many, I mean, that's the, the main thing. But if you wanted to go to, say, more of the, the urban sections, um, if you wanted to go places that were kind of off the beaten trail, so to speak, then they might accept cash. But it was just a rarity. And so the few times or whenever they wanted to go buy something and the vendor would say, you know, we don't, he would end up about his, his cash and pay. No, we don't accept that. We don't accept that. They would have to go ask a teenage girl. They would give the teenage girl the money, and the teenage girl would whip out the phone and trans make the transaction with a QR code. So that's how they would be able to use their cash by processing it through someone, a willing individual who, for whatever reason, was going to take the cash. But then they still had to make the payment. They still had to make the transaction using the QR code, using the technology that's out there. And that is just, I mean, it's not mind-blowing, but it's just like, yeah, that's just definitely something to think about. That I, you know, we we watch these sci-fi movies and stuff, and you think about the future. I think it is something we need to start thinking about, at least. That's why I wanted to bring it up as a, as a geeky topic, because I think we definitely have to really start thinking outside the box as to how we're going to pay for things in the future. I mean, I already, even where I live, I'm so frustrated because, you know, just getting a case for my iPhone, I was such a deliberation because there are certain, we'll call it paper, even though it's, you know, laminated paper, but there are certain things that as a society, we must have on us at all times, our driver's license or any kind of a photo ID and my insurance card. I can't, that pisses me off that I can't go to a doctor or whatever. I mean, everything is online. They have the information. Medical shit just infuriates me. The fact that I have to, I must, must, must carry my insurance card with me at all times that I can't use any kind of digitized, whether it be a barcode in, you know, in a, a wallet app. I mean, 
that's what pisses me off about the future not being here already. That, it just seems like something that would be so easy to do. And I don't understand why do we have to still carry a fucking card to get medical services. Well, I mean, our medical uh, healthcare system is broken no matter. But, but that's just one of the things that drives me crazy. Well, and part of, uh, a part of uh, Bitcoin that may have uses beyond, uh, beyond the Bitcoin itself, and I really don't understand it enough to you know, be able to explain it, but it's the blockchain, which is... Uh, um, blockchain, I, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but I mean, from what I've been hearing... It sounds like this could have potential beyond blockchain. They're even talking about maybe setting up a uh, using uh, so in the future. Maybe social networking will use the blockchain because you have your container, your wallet, whatever, with your personal information in it. It's encrypted, and then you can grant access to whoever you want to look at that, rather than you know, because with the big kerfuffle with. Uh, uh, Facebook right now, where they're taking you know da- basically data mining everyone's information for their own purposes. This way, you would have control over it and not have mm-hmm. to rely upon. Yeah, and that's Facebook. a type of mining, isn't it? Yes, uh, yeah, and so you wouldn't have to rely upon Facebook's ever-changing uh, mysterious uh, privacy settings. You would have your blockchain. You would control it, and you say, "Okay, I know this person. I'll let them have." You can give them you know, maybe partial, maybe full access, and you'd be able to and like I say, it's um, it's individual, but they're all hooked together so that there's redundancy. Uh, I forget what all the good things about it is, but from what little I've heard from the podcasts I've listened to, you know, this this comes out of bit mining. So this may have uh, uses beyond that for information storage, privacy, you know, uh, security, all this kind of stuff. Um, so, like I say, this may be one of the offshoots of it, and who knows, maybe. If we can, and it always takes a while for something different like this to come along. And I think once upon a time in Holland, uh, tulips were used as a form of currency. So I think it's just whatever everyone agrees on. So right now we're agreeing on this, you know, intangible um, digital representation of something. And eventually, you know, uh, the people, we're young enough, but old enough to that we kind of get the computer stuff, but once, you know, the people that just can't wrap their heads around it all together start to go and everyone else is more accepting of it, then it'll probably start to seem a little bit more normal than it does now, as opposed to, like, you want me to write my name on this piece of paper and give it to somebody and it's the same as, as money? You know, I'm sure checks took a little while to, uh, yeah. you know, to get their way in there. So I, I, there's a transition. Now, whether this would be good or bad, and, you know, the whole mining thing, I don't, know about but you know at some point yeah i think we're going to be shifting to more of a digital uh economy um and you're always going to have your underground economy you're always going to have cash there's people oh, just I, don't trust uh trust things yeah well that's just that's the thing i mean i i know people who they will only use cash and there's been a couple of instances where somebody wanted to pay me with cash right and and i always i of course i'll take it i'm not going to turn them down if they have no other option but it's always like, oh, I have to take cash because <laughs> it's so frustrating because then I got to sit there. What am I going to do with it? You know, I, I don't have a brick and mortar bank to go put it into. You know, there's there is but there's one, benefits. But in- there's I- benefits, though, to only t- my husband owns a business. Mm-hmm. And the, pr- the good thing about cash when I work there, I'm always thrilled, especially when it's a big sale. 
when someone pays cash because when you pay for a check, it can bounce and you're out that money. That's true. You use a credit card. Sometimes the people are really jerks and they'll call the credit card company and say, oh, I didn't authorize that purchase or, oh, my card yeah. was stolen. And then the card card company cancels it. And guess who's out the money? That's a possibility. And you're supposed to have protection with like, for example, I, I use Square for that. And that's supposed to you're supposed to have some kind of protection there when it comes to that. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, there's always and it's and it's there's risks in in all three ways. There's a risk with cash. There's a it could be counterfeit. I don't carry a counterfeit pen with me. I guess I should, but I'm not sitting there checking it. And I'll be honest, there have been times when I've been given either a fifty or a or a one hundred dollar bill, and that's hard to break in places. So it, you know, then I have to sit there and chip away with it. Yes, there's a benefit because then we don't have to go tap the grocery store or the ATM to get cash. It, it will just you know sit there and and have to track it and you know care for it and that sort of thing i i don't know yeah there's there's definitely benefits to and disadvantages to all three but i just i just hate cash out of all of them because it, it just can so easily be stolen and that's happened to me i guess maybe i'm once bitten twice shy when it comes to that i have been taken advantage of in all paper forms and I'm sure I've, I've, of course, I've been taken advantage of in digital form too. Has my credit card been compromised? Of course it has. Like that has happened. But the difference is when I have lost cash, I could not get it back. When there has been an issue with a check, multiple checks, our, our identity was stolen years ago that way. It took weeks and hours of my life that I will never get back because I had to go through, jump through so many hoops to protect our identity, file a police report. We had to wait for the money to come back from the bank after they did an investigation. It was, it wasn't hard to prove, but it just took a lot of time and there was a lot of red tape involved. Anytime that has, and it's been multiple times that my credit card or my husband's has been compromised it's been an easier transition to be able to because I'm I use my phone, I use my computer, I'm constantly checking it, I'm constantly on top of it. I see something that doesn't look right. I mean, first of all, we bank with a military bank and then usually let us know if there's been a fraud. But there has been a few times where I have caught it. I'm like, I didn't buy gas in Texas. I was here the whole time. Or, oh, there was, yeah, I do shop at JCPenney, but that wasn't me. You know, and I'm able to catch it right away and get refunded pretty much immediately. It's always been less painful to deal with, that kind of stuff. And so I just personally prefer dealing with digital theft or digital hacking, as it were, because I guess I'm comfortable with it and I know my right way around it. Whereas with paper, it just takes too damn long. I can't stand right. it. But if your security isn't up to snuff, if you've got, if everyone had cash under their beds, people would have to break into individual houses and get their cash. But if you have all your money in an online repository, all they have to do is break into there and get into people's accounts. They can still, it makes uh, theft a whole lot more efficient uh, um, uh, because they can get into a lot of people's places quicker, yes. faster, and, you know, uh, but I'm so yeah. There's pluses and minuses, and so uh, yeah. And it's like anything else. We got to shake all the bugs out. Well, uh, well, I doubt we'll get all the bugs out because mm -hmm. there's still problems with even the old-fashioned, you know, currency and everything else because that can be counterfeited. Uh, there's all different kinds of things you can do with currency to you know defraud people too. Um, so we're never going get to get it all quite worked out. Um, and then there's always going to be people too that. Um, 
you know, part of the reason why cash is still such a big thing is the uh, the shadow economy, the people that don't want to report uh, income for their taxes. Uh, you've got, you know, uh, drug deals, all sorts of illicit deals going on where you don't want that reported. So I think it's going to be really hard to kind of. Oh, that's get so funny that you said that. Because I, I, I've worked with people. I mean, of course, I'm not going to identify anybody, but, you know, someone has said to me in the past, here, honey, I'll pay you with cash so you don't – it can be it can be just between us and you don't have to claim it. <laughs> I'm like, but I want to claim it. You don't understand. <laughs> I just think it's kind of funny that, yeah, there's still – that mentality is still around. I just think it's an interesting topic because, you know, here I am kind of like the sandwich generation and we're old enough to be teaching our children. Yes, here's a here's a nickel. Here's a quarter here's a penny. You have to learn how to how to deal with coins. And here's some paper money. I have to teach my kids about that so that they can interact with it. It's just so rare. I mean, of course, they're, they've not been on this planet very long, but it's it's still going to be so rare in their lifetime that they're going to have to actually deal with paper and coin. But I still have to teach it to them. It's still a skill that they have to learn. But then when it comes to things like Bitcoin and blockchain and these future technologies, I think it's going to be one of those things where my dad, my dad taught me how to drive a car and I turned around and taught my dad how to use a computer. I think that's probably something that my kids are probably going to deal with in their lifetime and they're going to be teaching, now mom and dad, you you got to stop you know, holding on to your, your money and your online accounts. You got to go with blockchain and we'll be like, no. And I, it will we'll sound like the people who still want to carry paper money around and stick it under a mattress, right? Oh, I just yeah. think that's probably what, what's, what we're headed into. Okay, well, you know, I think we've kind of, for what little we know about Bitcoin, I think we've kind of, you know, exercised our knowledge on this. So how about we shift gears and let's go outside. Um, I've got geeky yard tools here uh, okay. as one of my subjects. Yes, let's go outside. The weather's nice finally. We'll frolic. Kevin can stay in the house in his air conditioning and watch us. But um, um, I've got, so yeah. we'll, I think. We'll frolic. We can go out and frolic. Yeah, there we go. Frolicking is good. Okay. Um Anyway, so I think it was a couple episodes ago, one of my picks was for a, uh, it's from a company called Works, it's W-O-R-X, it's a drill driver, which is kind of a handy thing, because uh, you rotate the head on, uh, it's got two heads on it, so you can rotate it, and one can have your drill bit in it, and then you, the other one... I remember one, that. Yeah, and the other one can have your drill, uh, your screw bit in it, so if you're installing stuff, you can just buy... Uh, rotating this thing, you can drill a hole, rotate it back, and put your screw in. You don't have to be swapping bits. You don't have to have two drills around. So I've got that. I haven't really used it yet. We've got some plans for this summer. We'll see how they go. I, I bought that, but then the same company, and it has this 20-volt battery pack that you can slide in there, and it came with uh, two of them. Uh, so I was looking at their site, and they have a uh, a leaf blower and a weed whacker that uses the same batteries so i'm waiting for that to arrive and the reason i got it was because they also have this ex, uh extension you can put on your leaf blower that you can use it to blow out the gutters your rain gutters on your house because i hate having to it's not the, that hard but i just hate having to crawl up there on the roof in the fall to blow out the gutters so that we won't have water back up when the snow starts to melt in the springtime uh so it's just a series of long tubes and it hooks at the end and with a little uh, uh jet on it so you can just blow out your air gutters or your uh roof gutters from the ground with this device and i saw that and i go oh i like that so then i justify it in my head uh <laughs> as i always do uh, 
reason for getting the the leaf blower and the uh, uh, weed whacker. We I, we already got one of the weed whackers from them, but it uses a different battery. So all three of these devices uh, use the same battery pack. So uh, by the time I'm done, I'll have four battery packs. I can keep them charged up, and I can uh, use them uh, to do stuff. And I really, when it comes, I, I'm I'm trying to get to the point where I get away from gas-powered motors um, because I'm not the greatest mechanic in the world. I can, I can do okay, but I just when a uh, gas engine starts to be a pain in the ass, it's a pain in the ass. Um, and so if I can go with electric stuff to get the stuff done, because I've already bought our electric snowblower. That worked out pretty well. Um, and, you know, cordless drills and all this other stuff's been around for a while but if i can do that and get away from having to deal with gas have gas in the garage uh in a can and you know change the oil and all this other crap uh that would just make my life easier and they have one other thing and i haven't quite convinced myself to get it yet but they have a lawnmower that you can plug these two bat two of these battery packs in and i'm thinking huh if that would do our yard uh, it's tempting to get that now. I don't think it's really. Uh, I don't think it's as big as as wide as the one that we have now, but um, it would be nice to have something like that. So I could just get rid of all small gas engines, and I don't have to screw with any of that stuff. That sounds like a plan. Now it that does. gutter thing that you were talking about, does that mean you just have to get up on the roof one time to install the tubing, and no. then that's it? No, it attaches to your leaf blower. And so you just walk along with wow. it. Yeah, so um, it's like this big... Oh, so you still have to get up on the roof. No, no, you do it from the ground. So it's about oh. like, a, it can go oh. up to a 15-feet tube uh, that goes on your leaf blower. So then you oh. hold the tube, and then it you aim it down your uh, uh, gutter, and you walk along, and you blow the stuff out. Kind of like, you know... Uh, a big extension. Well, it's a big extension for your leaf blower. So rather than aiming at the ground and blowing, the yeah, kind of like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, in reverse. Uh, but you're blowing it. Yeah, so it's exactly. just yeah. So you're just leaf blowing your gutters from the ground with this big tube. Uh, and our, we only we have a ranch style house, so it's only one story. It's not that tall. But like I say, just to get up there and crawl up on the roof and usually we would wait as long as we can till the leaves are gone which means it's probably cold and probably uh wet up there and so you have to run your hand down the gutter and get this stuff out and uh it's just a hassle so if we could just uh do it from the ground uh that'd be a lot easier than having to get up there one of these times i'm probably just going to tumble off and break something so mm. well that's what i well, was that's thinking <laughs> That's the reason why we got gutter guards, where they we hired a company to put something over the gutters so it nothing goes in. I think they're porous enough that if it rains, the rain will go through and then just drip out. But no leaves, no yeah. uh, nothing, no spinners, none of that stuff. Yeah, see, my dad just installed that, and so that's why I was, I'm curious about it, because I'm picturing my dad as he gets older and older and older. I love you, Dad, but you're getting old. <laughs> I'm just picturing him getting up there and thinking, you know, he's going to go and do this task, and just, ah, Dad fell off the roof the other day, and I just Well, my I husband wanna, has fallen hear off that. the ladder, you know, oh, because God. the ground isn't even. Yeah. So, and plus, uh, one of my kids, used to, they used to do it on Sunday mornings, where my one son would hold the, the leaf bag. Uh -huh. And my husband would like 
taking out, put on the gloves and just like dig all that crap out, the wet yeah. leaves, which is so disgusting and smelly, throw it in the bag. Well, none of my kids live here anymore. Yeah. Like, guess, guess who's not helping him with this job? <laughs> right. I said, I'm, so. I'm calling a company. I said, plus you're getting older, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 like our brains say 25, but yep. our bodies say, ha, 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 you mm-hmm. think, you think so, but you're not. Yeah. So we hired someone, I think it was two years ago, two summers, it was either two or three summers ago, we hired someone and they've been working perfectly. That's good. Uh, I, yeah, I, it's something that you kind of overlook, like you think, oh, it's just gutters. But yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where I think you have to kind of future proof it a little bit in that you got to install something that prevents you from having to get up there and then you lower the likelihood that someone's going to fall off a ladder and break their brittle bones. Right. Yeah, and plus, if you want to, which we did not do, but you can also, for a much more added expense, you could put heaters in there. So yeah. you would flip a switch; they have to have an electrician at the same time. But what you would do yeah. is, on a you know, when with when it's snowing, and your gutters start filling up with the ice, and there's like ice on your roof, you can just flip a switch, and these heaters come on and start melting the ice, and then it push kind of pushes the heat up into the roof. Mm-hmm. So yep. that you don't get all this snow and ice building up on your roof and then potentially, you know, leaking in your house or well, not only that, but then preventing well, the icicles that could stab you in the head. As right. You walk and, out. One, and one year, thank God my son had gone to work or something because I heard this noise. I was still in bed. He had gone to work and I heard this noise that I thought our furnace had blown up. It was so loud. And I go running around and I jump out of bed and I'm running around looking for it. And it turned out the ice was so thick mm. in the gutters that yeah. it ripped the gutters off the house. Oh, God. And it oh. smashed to the ground. Oh. It, we, could, we couldn't even lift it. And if his car yeah. was there, that would have been the end of the car. Wow. So then we had to go out and spend money on fixing a little bit of the roof and putting new gutters up. That mm-hmm. was the, the winter, was it 2015, when mm. we had... So much like the year before, it didn't snow at all, hardly ever. And then that year, you made was up when Boston was getting eight feet yeah. on top of eight feet. Like I was looking at pictures of people standing in their plowed driveway, and their snow was like mm-hmm. way, way up there. I think that was the same winter. Yeah, they were pretty much trapped inside for a while. That was pretty bad because yeah, I have family up there was, that yeah. they're not used to being trapped inside. <laughs> yeah, that was when it was really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. So gutters are something you just can't overlook. It's something simple, but it can cause a lot of damage if you don't if you don't maintain right. them. Yeah, and, you know, we had considered gutter. And guards I think, too. Mike, if it was something you wanted to look into, I think it's something like you can go to Lowe's or Home Depot. My my uh, sure. my son did that in Virginia. Um, he has a ranch also. And he didn't want to spend a fortune, but he also has a tree right next to his driveway, which is next to the house and was filling up. So he went and he bought um, some, I forget how much, he didn't even pay that much money, a couple hundred maybe, if that much. And just all he had to do is just measure how much, you know, how many feet you need. And he just went to Lowe's and bought it and got on a ladder and installed it. I think that's exactly what my dad just did. Right. (laughs) Well, it's more of a mesh where ours is, you know, solid. Mm-hmm. And I've always wondered with, because, you know, we get a fair amount of snow and it blows up here, so it can blow up uh, pretty high on the roof. And I always wondered about, um, you know, ice dams and, you know, how if that would uh, cause problems with, uh, with the snow up there having a gutter guard on. Uh, and besides which, this gave me an excuse to get a geeky uh, 
uh, geeky thing. Because I think if we just go along and blow it out, it'll be fine. Because like I say, we only have a one-story house, and you just stand on the ground, and you walk along with this thing and uh, blow your gutters out. But I don't know. We might have to consider that. We'll see. We'll see how well this one uh, this works. But uh, I don't know. Like I say, it was just uh, it's inspired me to you know start to buy you know i'm buying more from this company but like i say if the battery packs will work with all this stuff um you know so i can have some cordless tools around here that'd be kind of nice and not have a dozen different uh batteries laying around that you have to charge and i think with that i'm going to transition into our picks and i'm going to be slightly rude and go first because my pick corresponds with what we were just talking about um so and this is kind of a this is a neat thing, and uh, I think it does fit in the geeky category. Um, it's it's from Works, and it is a cordless reciprocating saw and jigsaw. So anybody who knows a reciprocating saw, you know, it sticks out and your blade goes back and forth and uses the saw stuff. Well, then a jigsaw, the blade points down and you can use it to cut uh, scroll work and cut out holes and this kind of stuff. Well, this one it has you press a button and you can pivot it so the uh, blade sticks either down to use it as a jigsaw, or you can pivot it up and use it as a reciprocating saw. And I'm thinking, well, that's kind of cool. That is really cool. It's two tools in one. It is. And there's been a few times I wish I would have had a reciprocating saw around here, but I don't do enough work to justify that. And we do have a jigsaw around here. It's getting, it's probably 40 years old at this point. But uh, we do have a jigsaw around here. That's something we'd use a little bit more often. And I'm thinking, well... Uh-huh. We'd have two tools, and it would be cordless. I wouldn't have to be dragging a cord around all the time. Um, so I'm thinking, that looks kind of interesting. That's kind of cool. And for anybody that – and it's uh, – I think it's $99. Where's the price set here? Oh, it's out of stock right now. Awesome people. But hopefully they'll get it back in. But I think it was like $99. Yeah. So that fits it's, in the – No, on mine it says it's 100 bucks. Okay. Uh, $99.99. Okay. Cause on the, oh, yeah, it's out of stock. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they should be having it back. And they've got other... But you can get 15% off on grass trimmers. Yeah, now I see that because I ordered it the other day before I saw that. But I did get $10 off. Uh, yeah, you got to watch their, their ads and their sales and see what comes up. But, yeah, through today, <laughs> which won't do people a lot of good listening to this podcast, you could get... Uh, uh, 15% off of grass trims, yeah, because I saw that while we were talking. I'm going, shit, uh, just my luck. But they do have other uh, devices and tools on here. They've got a <laughs> uh, circ, uh, portable circular saw, battery-powered circular saw. they got table saws. So if somebody is doing, you know, wants to go out in their yard, not have to drag cords around to do work, or you're maybe some sort of a construction person that uh, doesn't want to have to deal with cords or generators or whatever, this stuff looks kind of interesting, so I, I, I don't know. I'll see. Maybe I'll have one of these in my future. Okay, then let's see here. Pick. I like it. Um, Elisa, let's see what you got. Okay, this is a product that I'm reviewing from MyMac.com. It is called the High Rise Duet. It's by Twelve South, and it's a charging station for your phone and your Apple Watch. I am so, lusting after this. It looks wonderful. Yeah, it's also. I have to say it is expensive. It's $120, which, mm-hmm. you know, you're not not a cheap purchase. Yeah. But so far I do like this. It's it's going to save up its room so you're doing everything in one smaller footprint instead of having your watch over here and your phone over there and the phone sits high enough. It has a built-in lightning um 
like a little lightning cable, the connector, so that you can just rest your phone on top of it and it's at a good height. So if you're laying in bed and if you want to use it for your alarm, if you just go over and touch, you know, you can see what time it is on either on your phone or on your watch. It's got the little um, watch charging connector on the bottom. It's kind of hard to explain this. It almost looks like a small iPod shuffle. Well, probably not a shuffle, a small iPod mm-hmm. on the front. And then it's got the little watch um, charging disc on the bottom. And then above it on the top is your lightning connector. And then there's another piece behind it that supports the phone. Now, that's and, the part that I would have a problem with with my case. I, I just, well, I'm looking at the profile picture and it looks like there's just not enough room well, to that's accommodate my case. Not necessarily, because on the back is a little screw that you just unscrew that and you can take that back piece and move it forward or back depending on your case. Oh, so it doesn't mean wow. that every case is going to fit, but mine does. I, what oh. I did is I just moved the, I, you know, unscrewed it and I moved the, the, uh, the back part of it back a little bit. And it fits no problem. And then there's also something, Melissa, if you look at it on the page, you see underneath the phone, you see like a little support. Mm -hmm. It does come with it. I'm not using it because I don't feel the need for it. But if you feel like your phone is a little wobbly, just being held by the lightning connector, you can install that little support to give you that much more security. So that's the the higher piece that goes up in the back. Is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. Like if you look at the phone, the front of the phone, like I'm on yeah. the web page for high rise. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm looking at it. And you can see right underneath the phone, there's like a piece that, that looks like it goes up on the left and the right. At the bottom of the phone, above mm-hmm. the arrow, that's oh, yeah. a separate piece that comes with it, but isn't already attached. Okay, so that's, that's something. Sorry. That you, yeah, yeah, it looks like uh, there's a profile picture that shows it from the side view and it looks like. There's a little tiny piece, a little teeny tiny piece that that goes between. Is that the screw that you're talking about? That it looks like it might be like a bumper or something, like a little rubbery piece that the phone would lean up against for extra support. It says machine for metal, but solid as rock. And then it says, unlike plastic stands that get dragged across the nightstand, blah, blah, blah. That's the picture that I'm looking at on the website. It's a black and white picture. Oh, okay. I see what you're talking about. So there's like a little, looks like a little tiny no. bumper or something in between there. Yes, yes. That's just, that's for support. Yep. I, I see what you're talking about. Can Scroll that be up. removed? No. Because that's what's, that's what's keeping the uh, phone secure and keeping okay. it from wobbling. Mm-hmm. But if you look up where it says Apple Watch by day, bedside alarm clock by night. And that's upward. So let me go up. There. Go up. And you see okay. a picture yep. of a half. You see a picture of a half phone, and then underneath it is a piece that oh. has like little supports to the left and the right. I see. Okay, that's something that comes with it, but you have to install yourself. Should you feel that the phone is not secure enough? Now, would that help with having a case on, or it looks like I'd want to take that off? Maybe that would probably be in the way of the case, or yeah. the case would be in the way of it. So yeah, this- I think my case would be in the way of that platform piece. So this connects to the the back piece, the piece that comes up the back from the bottom. This connects to the lightning connector then. Yeah. So what you do, what it does is it comes with an an actual power cord. So you plug that into the wall. This has a built-in power uh, lightning connector. So you don't need to, you know, you don't need your separate cable. Right. From your phone or from your watch. So you take your phone, you place it on the, the connector, and then you take your watch and you just slap it against the disc. 
and it charges and it charges fast. Okay. Yeah, it, sends it, it charges does. faster. It yeah, it definitely charges faster than using your own connectors. So I've been finding that I use it just when it's like, oh, I need a you know, quick charge. Boom, throw it on there. And it, it's heavy. Now, it's I believe it's a pound. So you definitely feel the heaviness to it. So it's not going anywhere. It's not one of those things where when you pull the phone off, the whole thing is going to go flying through the air. There's a, you know, a he- not, I want to say bulk, but a heaviness to it so that it doesn't move. Okay. So and- like really my only negative about this is that it's expensive. You know, $120 is a lot. Yeah. Well, and I th- and I just don't think with my case on, I, I just don't think it accommodated. And I threw into our uh, Skype chat here because I just this week I bought this from Woot. They had a deal, uh, and this is a Qi charger with a built-in Apple Watch uh, charger on it. And this was a Woot deal, so uh, it's sold out now. So it won't do anybody a lot of good. But I got that for. Because I have seen those with the Apple Watch charger that, yeah, they are up around the $100 uh, range. But, yeah, this one is plastic. But uh, this one you can just lay your phone on there. There's no lightning connector to it. Um, And so... um, uh, so I can just I don't have to try and find it in the 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 lightning connector get things lined up in the dark I can just place it on the pad because I do like the Qi charger uh, that the app uh, the iPhone eight uh, has built into it uh, it's a lot easier than trying to because I've got a and I do have a uh, outer box case on it because given w- the work I do I want something to protect the phone and it does charge it through there so I'm uh, rather happy with that so rather than trying to get the little flippy deal open and get a lightning connector in there uh, I can just lay it on there and it charges so I bought this and I've got it beside the bed uh, and um, and that is uh, it doesn't even say what brand it is <laughs> but like I say so far it seems to be working pretty good I think part of the reason that this is also so expensive is that it comes with um, other plugs, so that if you travel internationally, oh, you're all set. Okay. That adds to the cost, I'm sure. Yep. Yeah. So, which is nice though, because if you decide, you know, if you're from, you know, the United States and you're going to Europe or you're going to Mexico or somewhere that doesn't use the same, you know, electrical system that we have, you can just, you know, it's got, you just pop off the, you know, the prongs, pop on the new ones, and you're good to go. Yeah, let's go to Melissa. Mine's like boring she- compared to yours. Well, it has yeah. the potential to be interesting, but sure. because our our play money pick, the top level was 150. It was 150, so I scraped in just under the wire at 149.99, and I picked an office chair. And I don't know. I think I'm going to have a theme that I'm going to stick to because I'm really on the hunt for a better office chair. So I'm trying to research these things and trying to figure out exactly what it is that I want. I can tell you. Straight up, I do not want anything that's got leather or pleather because I live in the desert. And when you try to get up off of a leather seat, it rips your skin off. So it's definitely. You don't want your skin to stay on the chair? (laughs) No, I don't want to leave anything behind. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're behind. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I don't need a free skin peel. Thank you very much. So I've picked the Argo Max Mesh Ergonomic Office Chair. Like I said, it comes in at $149.99. It's free shipping. Um, but it's the things that I like about it, A, that it's mesh, it's not leather. A lot of these office chairs, 
it seems like when you do a search for them, that's usually the first thing that comes up. So I have to kind of do a little bit more scrolling and look for something that is fabric or mesh. And and this looks very breathable. It's got a mesh back to it that's all kind of you know open. It looks like a screen. So and that's that's something that's really important here in in the Southwest. It gets hot here, so you you definitely don't want something that you're going to stick to, and you definitely want something that's going to be breathable. And the reason why I like this one is because you know the pictures are really pretty and it looks like it's got all kinds of adjustments for the armrest I, I want something that's got an armrest that I can push down the arms so that I can slide my chair all the way under my desk I mean it could be that part of the problem is the desk I think that because I'm short I don't have I mean I'm not I'm not I'm not super short but I'm, I'm pretty average I'm like not quite five five four uh, and I don't know if it's just maybe my torso is too short for this the desk that I'm sitting at because the desk that we have used to belong to uh, an old roommate who was very, very tall. And I think it fit him probably perfectly, but for me, it's, it's maybe a little bit too high. So I need something that's, that's going to maybe push me up a little bit higher. So I'm also looking at maybe barstool type of office chairs that might have like a platform for your feet or something. But this is where I started with our, with our play money today. So uh, there's a link to it that'll be in the show notes, but it looks like it's a pretty good chair. Yeah, I've looked at one of those that's got the mesh on it, and I think the uh, the principal at school has one. It looks fine. Uh, I just wonder because when I come home and work, or when I come home from work, I'm usually down here on the computer, so I spend a lot of time in my chair, and you know, I may be kind of sweaty and dirty when I come home. I just wonder how well it'll hold up, and uh, it looks like it's good, but I mean, uh, I spend a lot of time in my my chair, I would. I guess I would torture test it to see how well it holds up, but it does yeah. look good. Go to Staples and sit. Could they have a bunch of chairs there? Yeah, that's what I was so, thinking. Other yeah, go, that's Staples. where I. Yeah, I go there. I buy them. Like I just bought this one that I'm sitting in right now. I'm in a different location than I normally record, and after a while, it does start to hurt my back. And mm-hmm. I was looking at those kind that you have, but they hurt my back too much. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, you know, my particular body. Shape. Well, and my problem, I mean, yeah, I have back problems, but my problem is my hip. I have a pinched nerve in my hip that it hurts to sit for long periods of time after a while. So I'm looking for something that's got adjustments that I can lean back or maybe even there's been some times where I've seen some that have a foot rest that kicks out. And I thought maybe that would be something I could just, you know, work on my iPad or something or even just pull my laptop closer to me just to be able to change positions because I, I have to be sitting to do a lot of my detail work and stuff, but I just need something that's going to be a little bit more ergonomic and something that I can adjust for the times when I have searing pain down my leg and I need to stretch or adjust or something. So that's and just be start. prepared putting it together. Cause I went down when I was in Florida a couple of years ago, we bought a chair like this for my aunt Oh yeah, and she picked it out and I put everything together and I think when I was getting toward the end, the screws weren't lining up. So I was Uh-oh. like dropping F-bombs. And she just went, Alisa, I never heard you say that. I'm like, go in the other room. Just because <laughs> you're going to hear a lot more. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, it's definitely something I'm going to, if I get something like this that comes in all these pieces, I'll have to devote the day to it to put it together. But but yeah, I'm definitely going to go, I'm going to be picky about this. So I'm just letting you know, you, I'm my next couple of picks may be some kind of chair of some sort because it's something I'm in the market for. But you know me, I, I'm risk averse. Like Mike said, I, I don't like to take risks on things. So I'm definitely going to be doing a lot of homework on this. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, you and me both. Because when I look at something, I'm going, "Do I want this? Do I want that? Do I want to get it here? Do I want to get it there?" 
Um, yeah, so it, it takes a while to figure things out. But um, I think we'll bring this episode of the awkward geeky show, geekiest show ever to an end here. And um, I may have to spend a little bit of time editing this, maybe see if I can get some of the, the dead spots out of here. Uh, hopefully it'll leave some of me left in there. But um, I'll see what I can do uh, to clean this up a little bit. But uh, with that, why don't we uh, introduce ourselves and... Uh, uh, Melissa, why don't we start with uh, you, who already has our nice weather, and uh, let people know where uh, people can find you. So you can find me, basically you can find me online all over at The Mac Mommy. I have a website, themacmommy.com, and I just did record, I'll plug that here now, I just did record another episode of In Touch with iOS with Dave Ginsburg, and you can go to intouchwithios.com. And have a listen to that. We talked about Safari tips, getting the most out of Safari. So I think it should be a really good, helpful episode. So share it with your friends or maybe a loved one who wants to learn more about navigating and searching the web on their iPhone. Okay. And uh, Elisa, where can people uh, find out more about you? Okay. On Twitter, it's at Sensei Dai. And uh, I also do a podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, which you can find at threegeekyladies.com with the number three spelled out. Uh, we're on hiatus right now just because we have a lot of things going on in our personal lives. Uh, but there is a back catalog, and we're hoping that we come back sometime in June or at latest July. Okay. And if people want to find out more about me, they can uh, find me at, uh, I'm on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have my about.me account at about.me slash Mike McPeak, that's M-C-P-E-E-K. Um, so that uh, brings this episode to an end, and if you want to find out more about us, go to, uh, or whatever that was, uh, um, you can. Uh, <laughs> that was my phone. I just turned it off. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that was disconcerting. Uh, you can go to geekiestshowever.com. I knew it was Elisa's because it was Tom Petty. <laughs> I couldn't quite tell what it was. I couldn't make it out. Anyway, but uh, you can. And uh, oh, don't be afraid to stop into uh, iTunes and leave a review uh, of this show. Please don't be too harsh on. on well, not me. of this episode. Yeah, of other episodes. Not. Yeah, the, the better <laughs> ones. There we go. But uh, otherwise, between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. Hey Siri, could you read the three geeky ladies promo script? Sure. Elisa says, Welcome to the Three Geeky Ladies Podcast and introduces Susay and Vicky. Susay says, Hello everyone. Vicky says, Hi. Elisa, want to know how we feel about the new Apple product? Susay, what about the iOS camera, Vicky, or the MacBook Pro update? Elisa, Susay, and Vicky in unison. Then, listen to the Three Geeky Ladies Podcast. Siri, the Three Geeky Ladies podcast on the My Mac Podcasting Network. Ooh.